0: We're continuing our series simply called Jesus Said Blessed. It's taken from the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 when Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount and the first word that comes out of his mouth is blessed, blessed, blessed. I tell you, I believe our God wants us to be blessed. The Bible is full of all kinds of blessings from cover to cover. But in this passage, Jesus tells us about some in particular that are blessed with special blessings. And one of those we're going to talk about today is from Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to start this morning talking about the blessing here he says that they will see God. And we all know that when we get to heaven in eternity, we're going to see him in all of his glory. We're going to see him as he is. But we also need to understand that there is a blessing here for us in the here and now in this life, that in part we can see God here in this life. You know, when Jesus... Jesus walked this earth. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus was God incarnate, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. That's who Jesus was as he walked this earth. And yet, some didn't see him. Some saw him as a good man, some saw him as a prophet, some saw him as a teacher, and some saw him as a heretic, and some saw him as a blasphemer, and some saw him as a devil. They didn't see God when they looked at Jesus, but he was God. God in the flesh, and yet they didn't see him. They totally missed it. I just want you to understand that the pure in heart can see God. He is all around us. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. Why couldn't some of those people see him? They had a heart problem. The problem was their own heart, the wickedness of their own heart, not Jesus. And I want you to understand that if our hearts are pure, we can see God. We can see Him in all creation. Romans one twenty says, "Since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being being understood by the things that are made." See the the pure in heart. You can see an infinite God when you go out and you look at the stars in the sky. The pure in heart can see the beauty of God's grace when you look out over a field that is sprinkled with flowers. The pure at heart, when they look at the snow capped mountains, they see the majesty of our God. You see, He's all around us. But in this old world, there's so many people they can't see God. That's right. Don't be one of them. See, we ought to be able to see God in everything in this world. That's what the Bible says. His invisible, listen to this, invisible attributes are clearly seen in His creation. We just need to have a pure heart. We can see God. He's all around us. See, the pure in heart, they they see God in the Scripture. In in every promise, we see His love and mercy. We see His faithfulness through the stories of the Scripture. And we see His wisdom in the Principles, the precepts of Scripture. We see the Lord revealing Himself over and over in the Word of God. Some people, they read it, and it's just a book, or it's just literature. But the pure in heart, they see God when they read the Bible. Oh, listen, this, just to help some of you get there, because, uh, listen, John 1 and 1 tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See, He reveals Himself through the Word of God, and yet without a pure heart. So often people don't really see God in the Scripture. The pure in heart. They see God in history. They see His influence, His sovereignty in the events that turn the destiny of nations throughout history. The pure in heart see the hand of God in their daily lives. The pure in heart, they don't dismiss the benevolence, the goodness that God shows to us as just some kind of good luck or fate. So many are just blind. They can't see God. Even though He's always moving and working, they don't see it. Oh, we got to have a pure heart so that we never fail to see how good God is to us. That He's always with us. He's always there. That every good and perfect gift comes from above. You know, the pure in heart. They see God when Jesus rose from the dead. Think about this. He could have appeared to Caesar, he could have appeared to powerful people, he could have appeared to the scribes and the Pharisees. They didn't see him. No, Mary Magdalene saw him, and Peter and John and the disciples. Those that had a pure heart, they got to see Him. And I just want you to understand that He reveals Himself to the pure in heart. We get to see His presence, His person, His power, not just in heaven, but every day in our life you see we can experience him you know the children of israel when they when they finished the temple they saw the glory of god come down in a cloud and in a sense they saw the presence of god well we don't see the presence of god normally but we certainly can experience the presence of god and we experience who he is and so often we experience his love, His mercy, His holiness. You see, we see God in that way. Amen. Exodus 33 and 11 tells us that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man with his friend. And sometimes people get kind of confused by some of these phrases and th- things that it says like this. and They they think that that means that Moses saw God's face. I can assure you that he did not because if you just read just a few more verses beyond that, you will see where Moses asked to see the glory of God and the Lord tells him, I will show you my goodness, but you cannot look upon my face. He says, no man shall see me, and live. Now, he's talking about in all of his glory. And yet, we can see him to some degree in this life. The Lord showed Moses, he allowed him to look upon all of his goodness. That was exactly what Moses needed for the days ahead. The difficulties, the challenges the problems, the battles that he was going to face. He needed to know God's goodness. Hebrews eleven twenty seven 27 tells us this about Moses. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Did Moses see God? Yes, he did. He saw him who is invisible. How can you see this invisible God? You got you to gotta be pure in heart. And you see, we see him just like Moses saw his goodness. You see... We experience His goodness. We experience other attributes of God. And sometimes, you know, God reveals some particular thing, just like He revealed goodness to Moses. Sometimes God reveals some particular thing about Himself to us. We see Him in a way that we never have before. But we see God. The pure in heart see God. What a blessing! Now. When the scripture says pure, I want to encourage you this morning that it is not talking about perfect or flawless. That's a good thing, right? Because we'd all be left out in the cold if he's talking about being perfect or flawless. No, it's not talking about that, but it is talking about something that has been Cleansed. See, when you had dirty clothes and they washed them and they got them good and clean, they they the word they used for clean, it's the same word that's used here for pure. They also used this word when they sifted the wheat to make flour. Once they got rid of all the chaff and all of the impurities, so there's nothing left but the pure wheat, they called that pure. They called all Milk that had nothing else in it, just 100% milk, that was the same word, pure. Same with wine. In fact, we do that today. We bottle water and they say it's pure water. That means it's 100%, right? I mean, we bought some orange juice. It says pure orange juice. We thought, well, yeah, let's look and see if it really is. It said 100% orange juice. That's what it means when it's talking about being pure in heart. It means that you are the same through and through. There's no duplicity. You can't be divided. No, you, you can't have something else mixed in. It has to be 100% pure. That's what that word means. It means clean, but it means pure. There's nothing else mixed in. Blessed are the pure. In heart, You know, the Scripture has so much to say about the heart. If you use a concordance and you look up all of the Scriptures that talk about the heart, it, it's, it's going to be overwhelming. I'm telling you, it's going to take you a long, long time to look up all those Scriptures and just see all that God says about it because the heart is such a big issue with God. See, the Word of God tells us that we're to love Him with all our heart. We are to serve the Lord with all our heart. We are to seek the Lord with all our heart. We are to obey the Lord with all our heart. There's a little word in the midst of each of those Sentences, it's all. 100%. 99 won't get it. No, it's all our heart. Here's the thing, this isn't talked about a whole lot. Here is a part of God's character that is seldom talked about today, but God's name, the Bible says, is jealous. He is a jealous God. He does not want to share us with anything or anyone else. He wants all our heart. Amen. Now, when you talk about the heart, it refers to our thought life, our feelings, our desires, our attitudes, and our motives it's where our choices and decisions are made. It is the seat of the will. It is with the heart that man believes. See, it's in the heart that a man chooses to believe. We talk about man being spirit, soul, and body, and we talk about the heart being on the inside, and so some people get the idea that when you talk about the heart, you're talking about the same thing as your spirit. It absolutely is not the same thing as your spirit. Your spirit is born of God. Jesus makes that real clear. That's what it is to be born again, is that you are born of the spirit. And First John it tells us that that is to be born of God. That's not your heart because your heart can be evil. Your heart can be wicked. I know that one of the verses that says that very plainly is Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. No, your heart is where your feelings, your desires, your thoughts, all of that resides in the heart. Your decision process, you make those decisions from the heart. In fact, Jesus talked about this, that all of those things, your, your thoughts, your attitudes, your actions, your words, he said all of that flows out of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the Word of God judges the thoughts and the intents of our heart. It shows us when there's something in our heart that's not pure. And you see, we need the Scripture. We need the Word of God. It's It's what can reveal to us and show us when there's something else mixed in to a truly, holy, devoted heart to the Lord. You know, Jesus said, the pure in heart will see God. And this wasn't really a new thing. Maybe it was something that had kind of been forgotten, but David, the man after God's own heart, he knew it. In Psalm 24, 3 and 4, he said, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart. He didn't say just blessed are the pure. I think if he just said, blessed are the pure, the Pharisees probably would have liked it because they looked good on the outside. They they were great rule keepers. Now, contrary to what some people say, they weren't great at keeping the commands of God. In fact, Jesus pointed out several times where they violated the commands of God in order to keep their man-made rules. But they were great rule keepers. I mean, they, they were... Professionals at looking good on the outside. But that's not what Jesus said. He said the pure in heart. It has to start with what's on the inside. And with Jesus, it was always about the heart. Has to do with our motives. Has to do not just with what we do, but why we do what we do. In Matthew 6, 1, Jesus talks about when people give, he says some people give because they want to be seen. They want others to know. Still true in our day. In fact, it's still a money-raising tool that's used by ungodly people. And well, I'm just going to leave that as ungodly whether they're Christian or not. Because Jesus makes it clear that that is not from the heart when somebody gives because they're going to be seen. See, and then he talks about prayer in the same way. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a prayer meeting. The Bible makes it clear we're supposed to have those times of prayer when we pray for one another. It tells us very clearly, pray for one another. So it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to pray together. It means that the motive of our heart has to be right. We're not just praying to be seen by other people, to look spiritual. And you see, that same principle applies to so many areas of our life. It's not just about bad things. It's about even good things. It's why do we do what we do? Man-made religion always tries to change the outside. But the Lord always wants to change us from the inside out. Listen to what Jesus says to the scribes and Pharisees in Matthew 23, 25. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also. You see, when the heart is right, when the heart gets clean, the outside is clean also. But you can use rules and try to clean up the outside and yet still be ugly on the inside. That's why God always deals with the heart, a pure heart. How can we we possibly have a pure heart when we are so flawed? How do we get this pure heart that we might see Him and experience Him and know Him, be close to Him? certainly cannot do it without the Lord, and so, like anything else, we start with prayer. We ask for God's help. David, when he had sinned, he prayed in Psalm 51 and 10. He said, create in me a clean heart, O Lord. And the NIV, it, it actually says, create in me a pure heart, O Lord. And yes, we should ask God, Lord, help me. I can't do this on my own. We certainly need God's help. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to have a pure heart. He's the only one who can cleanse away our past sins. He's the only one that can give us the power to overcome and truly live the way He wants us to live. So we certainly start with prayer and ask Him to wash us. But we need to understand this. We also have a great responsibility to purify our hearts. We're going to go back to James 4.8 and I say go back to it because we talked about this a few weeks ago. But it says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. See, that's taking care of the outside. But then He goes on and He says, and purify your hearts... You double-minded. And when he says you double-minded, you see, when somebody's heart is not pure, it's because they're double-minded. They still have that duplicity of heart. They're still trying to serve two masters. Or there's things in their life that they know shouldn't be there. Purify your hearts, he says. You see, it's up to us. If there's... Lust, if there's greed, if there's envy, if there's hate, if there's pride, if there's malice, if there's bitterness, if there's unforgiveness, if there's selfish ambition in our heart. And listen, you can just add a a hundred more to that list. See, if you said, oh, I'm good on those. Does the Holy Spirit put His finger on something else in your heart? And here's what I want to say. You see, if we find some things in our heart that aren't pleasing to the Lord, if we find some things in our heart that are not like Jesus, then we need to confess that to God. We need to repent of that. We need to pray and ask for God's help that we will put that out of our heart and not allow that back in our heart anymore. Purify your hearts, he says. It is not given to us as a holy suggestion, a good idea. It is spoken to us emphatically as a command. Purify your hearts. It's really not something that's just here and there, but it's many times in the scripture. Another good example is 1 John 3, 2 and 3. Beloved, now we are the children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. See, we want to be like Jesus, and so we purify ourselves. We don't allow that stuff to stay in our life. It's something that we have to do to purify ourselves, You ever gotten your heart clean? Maybe it, maybe it was a special service or it could have been a prayer time at home and, you know, God dealt with your heart and there were some issues and some things that you, you had to address and, you know, you, you prayed through and you, you got your heart all clean and, and then a few days later it was dirty again. Oh, there's three of us. The let the rest of you, you pray for us three. Uh, I know, and know, the Lord knows too. Mm-hmm. So this next part is really important because you know we can. You see, we can we can pray and we can repent and we can say I'm done with that and I'm not gonna allow that attitude in my heart anymore and. And then you see your neighbor pull up, towing a $100,000 boat, and all of a sudden that envy creeps back in. Lord, this ain't right. Listen, it could be a thousand different things. But here's the point. You see, we need to guard our heart. If we want to have a pure heart, yes, you pray and you ask God to forgive you and to cleanse you and you make that decision, you repent and you turn away from those old things, but you also need to keep your heart pure. You need to guard your heart. So we're going to go to Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. In the NIV, it says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is a wellspring of life. See, we got to be wise about what we allow to get down in our heart. One of the main ways that, or two of the main ways that things get down in our heart is through our eyes and our ears. Now, you can't help everything that you see or everything that you hear, but to a great degree we can. So much of life, it's up to us what we look at and what we listen to. And it has everything to do with what gets down in our heart. In Luke 6... Forty-five. Jesus said the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Where is it stored up? In his heart. What are you storing up? If you're storing up some good and some bad, let me tell you what the outflow of your life is going to be. Some good and some bad. That's called a mixed heart. We want a pure heart. If you're going to keep a pure heart, you're going to have to be careful about what you allow to get down in your heart. You see something you shouldn't see. You hear something that you shouldn't hear. That's when you say, you know what? I'm not going to focus on that. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to let that affect me and get down in my heart. But even more than that, I want to say to you this morning, that you see, we got to be wise about what we look at. Psalm 101, verse 2 and 3, the psalmist says, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. What you watch on the TV, what you look at on the Internet, don't set something wicked before your eyes. And allow that, you see, you're allowing that to get down in your heart. What you look at, you know, it can bring all kinds of negative things. You're looking at Facebook and you're seeing all these negative posts and people ranting about this and and people mad about that. And you you read all this stuff and it just starts getting down inside of you. You need to be wise. Sometimes you just need to turn that stuff off. You know, what I figured out is uh, I can disconnect from all electronic devices for a couple of days and then when I come back to the world, guess what? The world's still here. It didn't fall apart without me reading all the garbage. But you need to be careful about what you allow into your heart through your eyes. All kinds of, you know, you hear bad reports. and I I want you to to get this now. You see, not only from what you see, but also from what you hear with your ears. When you listen to all kinds of bad reports, you know, eventually it tears down your faith. You got to be careful about what you listen to. Some people, they think it's no big deal to listen to gossip as long as they don't do it. Well, sooner or later, it's going to get down inside of you. This is what the Bible says, Proverbs 26, The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles. They go down into the inmost body. Don't listen to a gossip. You listen to gossip long enough, I'm telling you, sooner or later it's going to start coming out of your own mouth. You know, one of the most powerful forms of media is music. And this is a real blessing when it comes to praise and worship and spiritual things. Music can just be like a window into the soul or a door into the heart. But you need to be wise about this because... a lot of people have the attitude that it doesn't matter, it doesn't hurt, doesn't matter what kind of music you listen to. Opening up your heart to that stuff. You know, the Bible says, Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You want to stay filled with the Spirit? Then you sing these kinds of songs. See, you keep your heart full, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Why would you want to mix in a bunch of garbage? And People, listen, I'm just going to mess with some of you right now. People want to talk about how Hollywood's the problem. Let me tell you what's wrong with a lot of marriages and a lot of people in their romantic relationships. They're listening to Nashville. That's right. Right. Y'all got real quiet. <laughs> it's right. It is right. Now y'all help me with this. Every once in a while I do this and y'all help me now. All right? I've got friends in oh, places. <laughs> oh, a bunch of you you know it and you just didn't participate. <laughs> Thirty-five years ago. I never bought the album. I never listened to it intentionally, but I heard it here and there and everywhere, and I still know it. That is the power of music. People are foolish when they say it doesn't matter what music you listen to. Yes, it does. You know, there was a time about 30, 40 years ago when, you know, we had all that bad rock music. And there would be revivals where all the young people would bring all their albums and burn them. I'm telling it right, aren't I? And yet today, when there's so much more garbage, I mean, the stuff that that was bad back then, most people wouldn't think anything about now. And yet... It's seldom ever talked about at church. And here, right here, in Burleson, for a preacher to be saying something negative about Nashville, well, that's just close to blasphemy. Come on, but I know this, that there's a lot of garbage getting down in people's hearts because of what they listen to. And instead, we need to turn it around and start storing up good in our heart. Just listening to Christian music and praise and worship music, keeping yourself strong in the Lord. Get the right stuff down in your heart. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Get the Word of God down in your heart. It will help you to overcome temptation. You look at Jesus. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, every single time his words were, it is written. You need to have some, it is written down in your heart. And especially in those areas where you are struggling with, you need to get some, it is written Get it down in your heart. The psalmist said that I might not sin against you. See, that's how you can guard your heart. You take control of your thought life. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, things that are just, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, Think about these things. See, we get our minds on the good things of God. We don't think about the the things, all the bad, horrible things going on in this world, all the negatives. Listen, we got to stay focused on the Lord and we can have a pure heart. Who's going to see God? Who's going to really experience the Lord in this life? Who's going to? have His character, His person revealed to them? Those that have a pure heart. Pure heart. It is an unmixed devotion. It is no duplicity. It is being wholeheartedly going after God Jeremiah 29, 13, you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, all your heart. You see, it's singleness of heart, no duplicity. That's when we find Him. We read James 4, 8, draw near to God and He'll draw near to you. I want you to see Hebrews ten twenty two In the NIV, it says it this way, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Now, if you read that passage in Hebrews chapter 10, you see that it's only by the blood of Jesus that we can enter into the holy place. But you also need to see here that he says, with a sincere heart. I think a lot of believers today allow themselves to have some duplicity. A sincere heart is one that's the same through and through. No duplicity. Duplicity is a word that that comes from a Latin word, the same word that we use as duplex. And we know what a duplex is. Well, that's a house that has two homes in the same building. And two different people or two different families live in that duplex. And a lot of people who love the Lord on some level, but yet in their life, they have a spiritual side and this belongs to God but then there's this other part of their life and this belongs to me. I mean, that's fine for church and yeah, I love Jesus and everything, but this is business or this is my love life. or Well, you know, God doesn't mind. I want to tell you, there's no duplex with God. There's no duplicity. He wants all of you. And no, you can't even just say, well, I got this one room over here. No. You need to let Jesus have that room. You need to give it all to Him. I want to tell you that when you live that way, without duplicity, you're going to see Him. You're going to experience Him. You're going to know Him more and more, day by day. That's for us. That's for us. Blessed are the pure in heart, They shall see God. I want you to stand with me. I'd like for our prayer partners to come.